Hi everybody and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today I am going to talk about how to actually mobilize your empathy and caring in order to make your wife want to be intimate. Uh, as per usual. So uh, before we get to that, please do subscribe. I have lots of great episodes, including why stay-at-home moms, um, if they are depressed, may benefit from going back to work. Um, and that is something that sometimes I feel ashamed about, so I made this podcast. So anyway, subscribe for that one and all the other ones about sex and relationships and what have you. All right, so uh, I've gotten the question sometimes, okay, so if you're more empathic and more open, more vulnerable, and all these things that you say, then how does that, like, actually translate into not just your wife, um, like, being happier with you because you're, like, all of a sudden nicer, which I can understand, but what about how does that actually make her want to have sex with you if she's somebody that doesn't want to have sex? Well, I mean, first of all, if she's happier in the relationship she's going to want to make you happy back unless she's a sociopath, which she's not likely because those are, there are very low base rates of that. So let's not engage in the base rate fallacy here. You know, the average woman is not a sociopath. So therefore very, very few of you are going to have a wife who's a sociopath. Um, if she's had so many empathic ruptures with you that she feels absolutely no closeness to you, then sure, you being nice this late in the game isn't maybe going to fix anything, but you could certainly try, right? So um, what would this actually look like? Because people love when I do um, role plays. So here's what it would look like. It would look like you saying to your wife, sweetheart, uh, I see that you had a hard day. I love you. I love that you're such a good mother to our kids. And let's just watch whatever you want on Netflix tonight. And then you do that. And you say, what about the part where I ask for sex? Well, listen, if you're not doing that, (laughs) which a lot of y'all are not doing because you're so resentful that you're no longer nice and you're no longer kind, then that's the first step. The first step is just being a nice guy. And now there's like all this shit when these people like read these other things, they're like, what about nice guy syndrome? I address this thing in my podcast on why women like nice guys. I am not talking about guys who are like not actually nice and are just trying to get shit by acting nice. That's not what a woman likes. A woman likes a secure, kind, confident, nice nice. Remember the definition of nice from the dictionary? Pleasant, agreeable, you know? Like, people love that. Agreeableness is a trait that's um, linked to marital satisfaction, obviously, because it just means that you're not a fighting asshole, right? So, I have lots of stuff on how being defensive, difficult, and argumentative makes your wife hate you and not want to have sex with you. So, the opposite is going to be true. Is she going to experience spontaneous desire upon seeing you? No. I have explained this. She is not because you are monogamous. And so therefore she will not ever probably experience spontaneous desire toward you unless she is ovulating, but she will experience responsive desire most likely, especially if she is premenopausal, by uh, not perimenopausal, pre, like she has not gone through menopause yet and her hormones are all working at somewhat of their initial intended levels, then she will experience responsive desire, assuming that you know how to please her in bed, which again is a pretty big assumption if y'all have not been having that much sex. So refer back to various ways that I've told you to be better in bed, including the very first podcast and the oral sex one and like all the other ones. But anyway... 
back to the point, you start got to start just being nice. Forget about sex. Once you're the kind of guy that she associates with, oh, when he opens his mouth, good things happen. Not bad things. Not, oh my God, what's he going to say? Is he going to sulk about something? What did I do? What did I not do? I know we don't have sex enough. Is it going to be some bitching and moaning about that? What is it going to be now? Oh my God. That's how a lot of women think, the inner monologue. And you know what? It's not like men are better because when the man sees the woman, he thinks, oh, fucking doesn't have sex with me, doesn't even like me. God damn, why am I in this life? Right. So everybody's bitter. So there's no gender that wins. Nobody was the beginning of the problem. As you got further and further from the honeymoon stage, everybody started to get off their best behavior and the women's sex drive dropped more than the men's. But that does not mean that there is um, some some plot, some some evil thing that's going on that's so nefarious that the woman just uh, has it out for you or anything like that. It's two people that had a series of empathic ruptures and resentments that are trying to make their lives work as parents and partners. So this is the usual situation when we are not dealing with a very low probability sociopath. So once you get down the, oh, sweetheart, I love you, seems like you had a bad day, blah, 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 just nice literally being nice and loving, then you can attain a higher level in the video game and you can go up to, hey, uh, I feel so close to you uh, because of XYZ and you look beautiful. Let's go upstairs. Is she going to say yes the first time? Probably not. Probably she'll wonder, you know, like, did you have a lobotomy if you don't usually talk like that? But if she says, why are you trying to be so nice? Like, you'd be like, well, I miss you. I miss having sex with you. I figure that I'm going to try to be nicer. Maybe it's that. You always do say I'm an asshole. So therefore, I'm trying to be nicer. Be honest and real and open. You know, I mean, you what's going to happen? You're not going to get laid? You know that outcome already, right? So what's the worst that could happen? You try to be nice and then you don't get laid? That's worse than not trying to be nice and not getting laid? How? At least when you're trying to be nice and kind, you have possibly a shot in hell, whereas otherwise you don't. So most women do not want to humiliate their husband. If a man comes at you with this whole romantic spiel and he's obviously trying, it's like embarrassing to say no, you know? It's certainly embarrassing to say like a, just a no full stop and not like a rain check or anything. Like if you come at things very nicely, then your wife will probably want to play ball in some way. You know, she will not want to leave you hanging out to dry there unless, again, of course, this is your uh, first foray into being nice and there's been a lot of water under the bridge on both sides, I'm sure, and everybody has been so nasty to each other for so long that she doesn't even like remember how to be nice to you when you try this. But never fear, there's couples counseling. And if you cannot make any headway by being nice and sweet and open about why you are trying and how much you love her and how much you value her and you get nowhere at all, then couples counseling can help. When people tell me that they had all these couples counselors that didn't work with, well, I know, like, you know, like not everybody's me. You can come see me. There are plenty of good ones, you know, but people get like, say, oh, but my couples counselor didn't 
act like you, okay, but they could have had other things to talk about. What I will say, though, is if you're in couples counseling, they better be talking about sex if you have a sexual problem. If you're in couples counseling, and I've said this before, and they never mention sex because they think that magically, you know, if you work on the emotions, the sex will follow, it's not true. So you need to get with somebody that at least is actively working on your sex life. And... Another thing is that people will come to me as a therapist of last resort, you know, because I'm expensive. But it's like, so is it cheaper to work with someone else first and then work with me? I mean, what are we talking about? That's stupid. So if you think at all that you would benefit from working with me, don't do what so many people end up regretting doing, which is deciding to work with somebody else for a year who's cheaper. Let me tell you something. A whole bunch of cheap sessions for a year. It, 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 first of all, it's a year of your finite life. But also, that's more expensive if you eventually end up working with me or somebody like me because you paid for them and then you paid for me so you know this is just uh I've spoken to a bunch of these people recently so it's it's top of mind but um and also it's cheaper than a divorce is the key line that everybody says who's a therapist so the the point being though you all right you want another role play that seems to be the money shot what people want so another role play would be um, let's go upstairs. I'll give you a back rub and then hopefully we can be close. And by close, um, insert your euphemism for sex here. So many people, it's interesting that have no sex life, don't even have a euphemism because they don't have any pillow talk. They don't have any cute little things to say because they like never talk about sex ever. So that is something to work on is to figure out like, oh, when I say X, like it's going to mean we have sex. And that could be like a nice thing, especially if whenever you say let's go upstairs and have sex your wife looks at you like you are disgusting she may just not really like the words listen we already know that she's not super like open-minded like this is not a shock but so she doesn't like the words like who cares figure out then some words that she likes by saying something like honey I noticed that when I say let's go upstairs and have sex you don't like that so what would you like me to say you see how easy that is? It all comes from, not that I'm an expert role player, but that I can think about, like, what am I thinking? And then how do I get it out of my mouth without another filter, except always say something nice like honey, sweetheart, or what have you. But if you are honest and open, so you've probably spent so much time thinking, does she want me to say the word sex? Does she not want me to say the word sex? What does she want me to call it anyway? if you've been in this situation. So what I'm saying is take that thought and literally just express it out of your mouth. And this is very hard if you did not grow up in a family that expressed things openly, but you can learn to do it with practice. So that's why I could do the role play on the fly. You can learn to do it too if anything that you're thinking just comes out of your mouth. So in this case, you would say, honey, I noticed that you look at me with disgust when I say the word sex. What else do you want me to say? And then she'll tell you something. She's not just going to look at you. She'll say something or other. Or another example of something that men have trouble saying to their wives is like, do you want to have sex like at a specific time in a specific way? Blah, blah, blah. What do you think of my technique? Well, guess how you say it. Do you want to have sex at a specific time? Oh, yeah. What time would it be? Do you like to have sex in a specific way? 
oh, what way? Literally, like this is literally what I'm saying is you just got to talk. You just have to talk and take the filter out. And you will gain so much information by just asking things directly. Do you like how I uh, have sex with you? Do you think I am good at that? I hear that there's books on how to go down on a woman. Do you think I should read one of those books? But the key variable here is you got to get your ego out of the game. If you want to communicate more effectively with your wife about sex or anything else, you got to get your ego out of the game and you got to make yourself open to feedback. I have a podcast on how to be more open to sexual feedback or maybe it's a post. I don't remember. Um, but anyway, Google sexual feedback. But um, Dr. Psych Mom. But the point here is if you are defensive, none of this will work. If you are defensive, no communication will work. She thinks that you're a big baby. She thinks that she can't talk to you about anything without you losing your shit. And then you, you get her, your worst fear, she will lie to you because when she tells the truth, then you act so sulky. So your worst fear, for example, is that she would lie to you about whether you're good in bed. If you act defensive and difficult, you are assuring that she will of course, lie to you about whether you're good in bed because she doesn't want to deal with the shrapnel that will hit her when your ego detonates, you know? So the best way to make sure that you can communicate effectively to your wife is to do your internal work and your own individual therapy uh, on how to not think of other people's opinions as so goddamn important. And I have a podcast out on that. And, um, uh, it was like why, how you can stop caring what people think or whatever. And I have some mantra in there that's like, fuck those people. So in this, it's kind of an ironic mantra because it would be fuck your wife. <laughs> that's what you want to be doing is fucking your wife. But in this case, you would be saying fuck her. It, like Not like in a sense like I'm being mean about her, but all right. So she thinks that I could give her better head. All right, good to know. I mean, kind of, but who cares? Like, it's it's not, like, it doesn't mean anything about me as, like, a man. It means that within the context of our extremely close-minded marriage with minimal practice, I have not attained, like, guru status at Cunnilingus. What shock would that be? <laughs> you know, I mean, shit, you got to get off the bench, you know, to, to get good at, uh, you know, baseball. That's the sport with the bench, right? So, like, if if you've not had that much experience with your wife, and she's been very close to communication, how could you have gotten better? So you think, ah, fuck it, fucker. You know, I mean, (laughs) really? Like, how could I have gotten better? So it's not like a thing where I'm some person with a learning problem. It's like I never got feedback. So now, thank God, I'm learning to shelve my ego and maybe I'll get some feedback. You know, it's just got to be like whatever. The larger macro problem is the one you're looking to solve. The micro short-term problem is temporary ego pain because somebody says something you don't want them to say. You can't stop people from saying things you don't want them to say without um, real problems. So you can certainly stop your wife from ever being honest with you. You might have done it already by acting defensive and difficult. But that doesn't help. That doesn't help your problem at all because nobody listens to this show because their marriage is perfect so obviously your marriage is not perfect and no marriage is perfect but you know it's like animal farms some of us are more equal than others <laughs> the, the the point i'm making is if you want to communicate with your wife you got to fucking communicate with your wife you got to put your ego on the shelf and you have to just speak the things that you are thinking unless they are insulting don't insult her do not say what i'm actually thinking is if you were not such a narrow-minded bitch no you stop yourself 
yourself <laughs> that that is not your best self talking. You know, you be honest, but be honest about the things that you want without name calling, without character assassination, without blaming, without shifting the blame. And if you can do these things, then you will find that your wife is far more open to the idea of sex than you think. Because this happens all the time. People come into me in couples counseling possibly after sojourns with other couples counselors, frequently actually, that were not as uh, useful. And they they say, oh, she's never going to be able to talk about sex. She doesn't talk about sex. She wouldn't do it in the last, the last counselor. You know what happened? The last counselor literally never asked her, so what do you like in bed? What do you want him to do? What's the issue of why you won't have sex with him? What do you think about sex? What did you think about sex growing up? What do you think about in terms of this sex life? How often would you want to do it? Is he any good at this? Is he any good at that? What could he get better at? I'm not scared to ask questions. You can't be scared to ask questions. You could probably find out the same shit from your wife that I could, you know, but you don't know to ask. Ask her openly, and of course, I'm not going to be defensive because we're not talking about whether I can go down on your wife. We're talking about you. So I get that. It's totally normal to take it a bit personally. But if you take it overly personally, you're never going to get the feedback and the data that you need in order to have the close and connected and open sexual relationship that you want. So that is some more um, concrete ways that you could think of when you're thinking, how can I really mobilize this whole being nice thing and get it to have some effect on our intimacy. Well, this is how you just say things in a nice way after having set up a frame where she comes to associate you with a nice person. That guy says nice things. My husband, I can count on him to say something nice. He'll say something comforting and reassuring. Certainly not a sulky, defensive, difficult man, my husband. Rather, he is the source of pleasant interactions, interactions that I can count on to make me feel positive. Right? If you are that person, your shot of her wanting to have sex with you, even if it's only at first just for you, and it will be because of responsive desire, um, your, your chances have gone up by exponents, right? Because she no longer thinks of you as somebody who never says what they mean, some passive aggressive bullshit, indirect, sulky, negative, etc., etc., etc. All right, so um, please do join my Facebook group so you can have more interactions with me and um, tell me more what you want me to write uh, or talk about. And um, follow me on all my social media channels. I don't think there are any social media channels that I am now not on, including YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, all of them. So I'll talk to everybody soon. Have a great day, guys.